are live. I don't know why I say that every single time. That's just your go-to thing to say. Because, dude, it feels like we're on the radio. Does it not? A little bit. I always thought it'd be fun to be like a radio DJ. Really? Yeah. I think it would have been fun. But, you know, radio, where's the future in that? Has that always been like one of your dreams? I don't know if it'd be a dream of mine, but I don't know. It'd just be one of those things that's fun to do. Kind of like this is fun to do, right? Exactly. Oh, yeah. Fun times. Okay. So I was going to do... um. <laughs> I was going to do a Beetlejuice impression, but I just don't have the muster in me. But maybe as we um, continues on, maybe I'll do one. But there there was one part <laughs> whenever he first comes up, when he first comes out of his cage or, or his coffin and he's like, yeah, <laughs> like I, 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 I was like, what the hell did he just say? And then I had to go back and watch it. Okay, this is the Lazy Opinion. I'm Essen, and that's Sana. Hello. Today we're going to be talking about Beetlejuice, our favorite, I don't know about your favorite, Sana, but my favorite. I'm going to say this is my favorite Halloween movie. (laughs) I didn't watch it as a kid. I did. Like, I'd watch it with you guys while it was on, but but for some reason it just wasn't interesting to to me. Or maybe it was like back when things were like rated like Y7 or something, or like PG-14 or whatever, and I couldn't watch it because it was rated that. This was a PG-13. Yeah, so I think it came out whenever I was under 13, or it was on TV whenever I was under 13, and uh, you guys wouldn't let me watch it for whatever reason. I have really early memories of this movie, and then I never saw it again, so I just remember it was on, our parents had it on, they would just always talk about Beetlejuice. Our parents would talk about it? It was just like a movie they would like rent, or it was like on TV, and then like it just kind of became like part of my childhood, like Ami would be like, oh, you better finish your food or else Beetlejuice is coming. And Are you serious? I don't remember any of this. I don't, well, that's because like this was like way back when, like I was four, like- I was probably a baby. This movie came out in 1988. Oh. Yeah. I didn't look it up beforehand. No, it came out in 1988, so it's been like around- and I thought it was spelled differently. I thought it was like Beetle, like G G U E S E or something. Well, the thing is, you see it spelled out in the movie. There's a card or something. It says Beetlejuice. It says, says it. And it's actually the other spelling with the G. Yeah. But the title of the movie is Juice. Like, I'm drinking some juice. I really expected it to be with the G, but... Isn't Beetlejuice like one of the biggest stars in the universe or something like that? Oh, stars as in like physical space stars. Yeah. Not like movie stars. I think it's the biggest one, isn't it? No, 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 no. That's like Canis Y Majora or whatever science name. I I think Beetlejuice is the biggest one in our solar system or it's the biggest one that's like closest to us or is it just the closest one to us? Oh no, I don't know my stars anymore. So according to Wikipedia, it's the 10th brightest star. If everyone wants to know that. 10th brightest. It's one of the super giants. You know, it kind of makes you think, why would they name the character Beetlejuice after the big star? I don't know. It's an interesting choice, right? I didn't think about that till just now. I, for- I forgot that it was a star. Mm-hmm. So this movie has like a ton of stars in it. Alec Baldwin, Gina Davis, Annie McEnroe, Michael Keaton, Catherine O'Hara. Winona Ryder. Winona Ryder? Oh my God. When I saw her, I don't watch Winona Ryder movies, but like the only thing pretty much I've seen her in is like Stranger Things. Wow. Yeah. She's like 50 or something or however old she is right now. Sorry if she's 40. Anyway, (laughs) yeah, so seeing her when she was a teenager, because I'm pretty sure she was like probably 16, right? 17? 
Mm-hmm. I'm so used to this person being old, older than me. Yeah. Like, it's kind of weird to put my mind in that headspace. Because, you know, when, when you're looking at, like, a yearbook from your high school days and you look at the seniors, they still, like, in your brain are, like, still older than you, even though they're, like, 18. Do you have that feeling? Yes, yes, of course. I got the same thing with her. That's how I feel about Alec Baldwin. In the movie, Alec Baldwin's super young. He's probably, like, not that much older than me at this, at, you know, at the time of this movie's filming. I feel like he, you might have been older than him right now. Yeah, like, we're around, we might be around the same age, like, Alec Baldwin in this movie and me. I'm used to seeing him, like, in Saturday Night Live, and he is an old man. Yeah, he's doing those stupid Trump impressions. <laughs> I don't want to get into that. Someone has to do the, those impressions, though. Come on. You can't just ignore him. He does a good job. He does. <laughs> he made a career. He made, like, a new career out of being a Trump impersonator. He did. I love it. Love it, too. But anyway, he looks really good in this movie, I have to say. Same with Gina Davis, both of them. I know. I love this, like, small town vibe of this movie. Mm-hmm. Everything's, like, so cute. There's, like, this bit of haze over the entire movie, basically. Like a memory type thing. That's CG, though. <laughs> Aged so well, right? It adds to its charm. You can't expect everything to be perfect CG, like, that stands up to time. You can't do that. Mm-hmm. It's fine. I thought it was great. <laughs> it was super cute. I have to say, I love it. I love this movie. I, I love um, the, like, it's very stylized. Mm-hmm. The colors, some big old colors, saturated and blah, blah, blah. It's just a nice, funny, wholesome movie. And Tim Burton directed it, hence the stylization, so. Exactly. I just remember, like, all the imagery in this movie. It, it's such a trip because I remember certain things about the imagery of this movie from when I was like a really young kid all the time I'd be like man like was that real like I'd you know I'd have like little flashes of this movie of this fever dream yeah it was like a fever dream and when I finally watched it I was like it all came together I was like oh yeah the house you know how like the house had like after the interior designer came in and like fixed up the house for Kathleen O'Hara's character like you know you had the extra walls added to make it like a modern art masterpiece Oh my god. Just all the shots, you know, all the just the design of that. It was it was so weird and and it just came together once I saw the movie. I was like, "Oh, okay, that's why I remember a random like side of a house detached from the house." <laughs> I think all all I can remember is Beetlejuice himself with that like stripe costume, but that might have been because he was like on the cover of the DVD or the VHS or something. Do you remember the cartoon, the Beetlejuice cartoon? No, I didn't know there was a cartoon either. There was there was like a spin-off cartoon and we I remember us watching it. It was on was it on the Disney Channel? I don't think it was on the Disney Channel. It was on something, but I remember watching it and it was just like Lydia and Beetlejuice and their hijinks pretty much like How odd. Yeah, I don't I don't remember that at all. This movie's definitely like before my time. I mean, it's in the 80s and I was born in the 90s and it definitely feels like that. Mhm. I think I remember you saying Beetlejuice, 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 like you would say it three times. I think you used that to scare me. I want to say you did that. I want to say that I did that too, but I don't know. I don't, I'm trying to reach back to you. I was, I've been reaching back so hard. I even called our mom. I was like, why did you play Beetlejuice for us? Like, what was, a, what was, like, I just remember you guys playing it a lot. And then she was like, oh, I don't know. Like, I don't, we just had it on. <laughs> 
We just had it on. Are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> what is that? I don't think she remembers either. Like, and I'm like, she's like, yeah, we did have it on a lot. We did talk about it a lot. And you said Beetlejuice a lot. And I was like, yeah, I don't remember. I just remember this being part of our childhood. It really was. But I, I also remember being just not interested in it. I think there was like too much talking or something. And I like needed movies to have like a ton of action and blah, blah, blah. So, like, I couldn't get interested. Especially, like, this beginning part where it's just, like, the couple and they're talking and all this, like, really cute stuff. Which, by the way, I love this. Like, well, I know Barbara's the dude. What's the man's name? Adam. Adam and Barbara have such a cool dynamic. Mm-hmm. Well, now that's what I think. But back when I was a kid, I was like, Who cares? this is yeah. boring. It's just, it's just two adults, like, talking about nothing. Yeah, you're right. I love their dynamic. They just look so good. They look good, good and they're just really cute. They act, like, really cute to each other. and. Yeah. <laughs> Adam is just like kind of clueless, but like he like means really well. I feel like they both kind of are. Yeah, I think they're both kind of like that actually. Yeah, you're right. They're just really well-intentioned, good-hearted people, puzzled at every turn. This concept of the movie like people like dying and then um they like become ghosts or they can interact with the world and they're still like alive sort of. Yeah. I mean, I I thought the whole thing was just really cute. This whole concept was really unique to me because I haven't seen it in anything else. Have you? No, I can't think of anything either. Basically, you have like you have the ghosts, and then they they receive that handbook, like what is it, the guidebook for the recently deceased. So then they're like trying to like figure out what's happening with them and have a caseworker. <laughs> yeah. Like so, basically, the afterlife is like this super bureaucracy. And they have to just like wait in line to figure out what's going to happen to them or what they're going to do. Yeah. <laughs> their their place in line is like a million or something. And it looks so shitty. It's like the worst like corporate office building. I know. It's like run down to hell. Yeah. You even have that. Uh, what's uh, the Miss Argentina? She's like the front desk lady. Uh, like if I'd have known what was after, I wouldn't have had my little accident. And then you see her with her wrists slit. So... A lot of dark humor, um, a lot of dark topics, but it's all presented in such a stylized, funny, kind of satirical way. I was really surprised by how much I enjoyed this movie. But we got to talk about Adam and Barbara. Whenever they became ghosts and they try to scare them out of the house, they possess their bodies. When they're singing. Yeah, and they, they thought it was like a fun thing. Like they thought they were like, it was going to be like a party favor. Mm-hmm. I thought that was weird. I would have been freaked out at that if something like did that to my body. Yeah. Is this, are, you, are you referring to the dinner when they all started singing Deo? <laughs> yes, that, that dinner party and they made them dance. That's such a great scene. Yeah. I was just surprised by that reaction. I was like, oh my God, these people are crazy. It's because they're from, they're from New York. They're coming to the country and everything's just, yeah, everything's just such a funny little thing to them. Like such a quirk. That was a funny reaction, I agree. Yeah, because they were not the least bit scared. They just wanted more ghosts at that point. But they couldn't see the ghosts. Only Lydia could. But I love uh, Beetlejuice's uh, solution to that. It's just like, let's just kill him. Yeah. <laughs> I'm ready for it. So Michael Keaton plays Beetlejuice. He apparently ad-libbed most of the lines. Are you serious? He was just saying whatever he wanted. And this was like apparently one of his favorite roles. Oh my God. I mean, he killed it. Yeah. <laughs> He's super perfect in like every single scene. I'm like totally convinced of his character. I know. He he was Beetlejuice. And he's just funny as hell. I didn't realize, honestly, as a kid, I didn't realize this, but 
he's a sex maniac. I didn't think Beetlejuice was that much of a sex maniac. Oh, dude, he is like a predator, man. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, he's just groping and like touching and all these types of things and just disgusting. I mean, it's part of his character. It is. It is. But it's it's like, wow, dude, <laughs> he can't think about anything else. <laughs> I love how, like, desperate he is to, like, find a job and, like, get married. I know. (laughs) It's hilarious. I guess Adam, Alec Baldwin's character, built this model of the small town they were in on the tabletop. Yeah. And, like, Beetlejuice was, like, I think he was trapped in it. And they built him the prostitute house. The brothel? The brothel, (laughs) yeah. They were trying to build him to distract him. I think the caseworker, like made sure like that was there so that way he'd be distracted before being released or something like that. Did he not build it himself? That's how it came across to me. No, I thought it was the... But that makes more sense. Yeah. <laughs> what you're saying makes a lot more sense. Yeah. But that that's hilarious though. <laughs> I think my favorite part is when, it, what, what does he say? Like he, they ask him for his qualifications and he's like, well, I went to Harvard and I went to Juilliard and uh, I graduated with blah, 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 blah. Like, I, I'm like, oh my God, this guy. Oh dude, now here's the quote. Ah, well, I attended Juilliard. I'm a graduate of the Harvard Business School. I travel quite extensively. I lived through the Black Plate and had a pretty good time during that. I've seen The Exorcist about 167 times, and it keeps getting funnier every (laughs) single time I see it. Not to mention the fact that you're talking to a dead guy. Now, what do you think? You think I'm qualified? (laughs) (laughs) I thought that was so funny that they asked for his qualifications in the first place. (laughs) Like, they're like, it's like a job interview. Yeah, well, he he did have that commercial that would pop up the car like it was like a car commercial. Yeah, he like made a commercial advertising his bio exorcist services, like to scare the people out of the house. Oh my god, he like hires people to like make him a commercial to like go on TV for dead people to see. Like the just the process of it just sounds hilarious. As he's a sleazy car salesman through this whole movie. Basically. <laughs> that's his that's his personality. <laughs> I thought that the other guy, like that, like fat dude, I thought he was equally as sleazy. Yes, the the interior designer, Otho. Oh, is that what he was? Played by Glenn Shaddix. Shaddix. Yeah, he was he was the interior designer that partnered with uh Catherine O'Hara's character, Delia. Okay. To redo this country house. I loved her too. Yeah, I I was confused that he was like living with them for a while. No, no. I think she just was like God, they they must be like super rich, man. Oh yeah, because I think um the father in that, Kathleen O'Hara's husband, he's supposed to be like some real estate developer out of Manhattan or something. I think that's his background. Oh, okay. So he's like super wealthy. Yeah, and that's like his second wife. That's also Winona Ryder's stepmom, yeah. So that's how that works. And she's like this artist and she's just like, oh, she does not want to be in the country and she just wants to like renovate the house um, while the Maitlands are there watching everything. Her art is like horrible. <laughs> like it's like just random shit. And like the art like turns into like ghosts or whatever, like at, at the end. Oh, my God. I laugh so hard. <laughs> so I'm just like, thank God. And, and she's like cool with it. Like they work with it. That's the funny thing. They come around in the end. I, I, you know what? It's sad. I think like maybe Catherine O'Hara's character, she's like, yeah, you know what? The Maitlands, we'll just keep them around because they'll raise uh, what's her face, Winona Ryder's character. <laughs> they'll raise her. They'll they'll take care of her. Yeah, they'll they'll raise her, which they ended up doing. Yeah, they basically helped her with her test, and they're like they're helping her study and like. <laughs> 
Oh my god. Yeah, I mean, they're like a family now, but like where's their mom and dad? Yeah. They suck. They suck as parents. They they really do. Not the ghosts, not the Maitlands. They're great parents. Oh yeah, perfect parents. They got their family that they wanted, I guess, but I guess they're stuck in there forever. They made that reference earlier when, was it, I guess Barbara couldn't have kids or something happened with that. So this was their way of having a kid. They said like, oh, we can try again. Yeah. Like they they were trying. They're trying. The Otho guy, when he steals that book. Yeah. I thought that was pretty shady of him. Super shady. And then he starts to like take advantage of the fact that he knows things now. And I think it's so odd that he was able to understand like that book, but like Adam and Barbara were like clueless. Like they could barely read it. Yeah. But Otho was just like, I'm, I'm, I know everything about the dead now. Blah, 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 blah. He's a sinister character in the living world. They were all just immediately trying to like take advantage of these ghosts. Yeah. I felt bad. Yeah, I felt bad for them. And Lydia's definitely on the ghost side because she saw them the whole time. And she became friends with them. So you could definitely see the difference in the attitudes towards the ghosts. Yeah. I mean, and then Beetlejuice like scaring them, like using his ways. He like picked him up and like dropped him off the like the second floor, right? Yeah. I thought he was dead right there or like at least broken something. But he was pretty violent. Actually scary, I suppose. His methods for bioexorcism wasn't like there was nothing subtle about it. He just wanted them dead. Like... (laughs) Yeah, he just wanted to kill him. But I mean, that's one way to do it. Yeah, but the problem is then they would die, then they'd be ghosts, and then they'd all be in the house. So it's a really bad business model. How, do, how does he get paid? There has to be some sort of system because like that office set up. Yeah, there is. There's a whole bureaucracy. And I think, what was it? The caseworker told Barbara and Adam, like, you guys have to stay in your house for like how many hundred years or something like that. You cannot leave it. Because if they leave it, they go to that like sand world. Remember the sand world with the huge worm? Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, I know that. Yeah, I remember when they tried to leave the house. So they're on house arrest for some reason, is what you're saying. I guess, yeah. Or they have to like continue living in their house for 100 years. I'm not sure what the stipulation is. Like you live there for 100 years and whatever. Ha- I don't know. I'm not sure how that works in this universe, but. <laughs> uh, I guess so. Maybe it's because there isn't enough room in heaven or hell or something and they need like a queue. That's why there's that line. There's that waiting room and you're in line for like, you know, in the afterlife. And they they were talking about like being dead after being dead, like death after death, like truly dead. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what that is. Well, there was that room or like they opened that door and it showed like all these floating ghosts and they're like, this is where ghosts go to die. This is essentially them. This is the end for them. Hmm. That doesn't happen to all ghosts. That just happens to some ghosts. I think that's how I remember it. Yeah, but I can't remember like the the qualifications. Like, how do you get in it? How do you die for real? Maybe like the worm? The worm kills you for real? Maybe. But not just the worm. I'm sure there's other ways. In any case, it was an interesting thing. I mean, I at that point, if you met a ghost and they told you everything, like, then you wouldn't be really that afraid of dying, would you? I'd be afraid of like being in that waiting room. Yeah, I guess that that would really suck. But I mean, you could stay in your house. Yeah. I don't know how long you can stay in your house. Like, what if you just didn't want to leave your house? Because they can write things. They don't appear in mirrors. I don't know if they appear in cameras. Oh, they they, they don't. They don't appear in cameras. They don't unless they were, weren't they, like, if they covered themselves in sheets, that would probably be. Yeah, they covered themselves. Or if they just painted their face. Yeah. You'd be able to see them, right? But it has to be with paint in this world. I'm trying to think about how you could, like, make money being a ghost. 
in that world. Because you could technically, oh man, there would be like this whole world. Like if you were like on social media or something, or like on if you were live streaming, you could like paint your face and like just do things as a ghost, you know? Like, because they like were able to like invent, bring things out of thin air. They could chop their own heads off or like wear different clothes and manipulate their bodies in certain ways. Like if you did that creatively in front of an audience, like... I don't know what you'd get out of that as a ghost, but if you wanted some attention that way, it'd always be there. I guess if that if that works. But in their world, there would be like a ton of people doing the same thing. Like the world would be in, like have some sort of like integration with these ghosts. They'd be part of society at that point, you know? The thing is, I think that there's something to the handbook for the recently deceased. I think there's probably a lot of like legal stipulations in there that you probably shouldn't be doing that. Oh, right. Or you might be punished as one of the the ghosts that are beyond ghosts at that point. I think that that would probably be like against the rules. Definitely. That's why like most like none of the characters could see them except for Lydia, Winona Ryder's character. Like none of them were in tune with that world. Oh, yeah. You you have to like believe. I forgot about that. Yeah. It's not just everybody. Or you just have to be you have to be in tune with the with the the netherworld of of sorts. And Lydia like looked like she was. I mean, she had that gothic those the gothic costuming and everything. She was just like she was there. Her aesthetic was totally about it. Uh-huh. It was awesome. Um, but yeah, I think that they couldn't do that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, how are the parents in Otho or whatever, like how are they able to see him towards the end? Weren't they I think they try to do like a like that exorcism Oh, you're totally right. They were killing them. But I don't think that they knew that they were killing them. They so yeah, that like by doing that exorcism, they were killing the the Maitland ghosts, Adam and Barbara, but yeah, they didn't know at all that that was happening. Yeah. That's when I think um Lydia calls on Beetlejuice to save them, right? At that point. Yes. Yes. But then Beetlejuice is a total creep and then he's like, "You got to marry me first. <laughs> Oh, my God. If he gets married, then he said something would happen to him. Like he would enter some sort of different state. I'm reading this now. It enables him to freely cause chaos in the mortal world. Yes, yeah, so he can actually materialize in the mortal world and be seen. And he can cause havoc by being um, attached to a mortal female. That's how he can do that. The ending of the movie kind of got a little off the rails. Like, let's be real. He <laughs> <It> totally did. <laughs> when it, Whenever, like people are trying to say his name three times. I know he's like zipping lips and he's like shutting people up so they don't say it. Mm-hmm. I think Lydia could could have said it the entire time she was there, right? Because she was fine, I think. I don't know. I thought, yeah, you'd think, right? That was weird. But either way, he, he took his sweet time during that ceremony. For somebody who's in a rush, he was like really like enjoying the process. God, he's so gross. He is. Just imagine being married to that. And she's like 16 or 17 too. I know, that's the creepiest thing. He's he's the creepiest motherfucker in the world. That's what I mean. Beetlejuice is a sex maniac. But he's so funny. He is. And he's really fucked up. He's also like a murderer. He's like a psycho murderer sex maniac. But he smiles a lot and is really funny. So (laughs) fun to watch. He sure is. He's a train wreck. But anyway, how would you fix this movie? So the title of the film is indeed Beetlejuice, but we really don't see him until the last like 25 minutes of the movie. He like also has kind of like a minor role in the movie too. It's kind of weird that the movie's called Beetlejuice. 
he steals all the scenes once he's on screen, but they could have introduced him a little more earlier. Um, I guess that's how I'd fix it. Just bring in more Beetlejuice, kind of explore that universe a little more, perhaps. Definitely. I really liked seeing him on screen, so I definitely want more of him on screen. And I thought the ending was just really odd. I think they could have done that better. I don't really know how, but just the whole marriage thing, I guess. Well, there's the marriage thing, but then it kind of like settles into a, just a happy ending. Everything's tied up. Beetlejuice is in the waiting room. And then you see they're like... I, I was cool with that. Yeah, yeah. He got his head shrunk. <laughs> and the whole like math test thing was super cute. I like the ending, actually. I just don't like that. Um, the whole marriage scene and the whole like resurrecting scene, it felt like a little rushed. Yeah, you wanted to see a little bit more. And I think that just comes to... Sh- like I think that's just because Beetlejuice... You know, you didn't really see him much and you wanted to see more, maybe. Whenever they like stretch their skin. Oh, yeah. Into those, uh, those like masks. With like the mouth, like the lizard mouths, like with the teeth opening. and it- Yeah, dude, that was creepy, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was so, that would freak me out if I was a kid. Yes. Oh, my God. Is this movie okay for kids? It's like hard to say because it's like a kid's movie. But the themes are really dark. The language, I mean, they, they even say the F word once in Beetlejuice. Do they really? Yeah, they do. They say, like, Beetlejuice says the F word once. Wait, wait when does he say it? It was in the Amazon Prime version uh, when I rented it. But he kicks down one of the trees. He's stuck in that model town. He says fucking. Well, every PG-13 movie gets one. Is that the, is that the rule? Yeah, that's the rule. You're, you're allowed to use it once. Wow. A lot, I mean, obviously, a lot of movies like don't use it, but a lot of them do. So you'll hear a lot of like an epic scene where they're like, like, shut the fuck up or something <laughs> like that. But then you'll also hear it used like in the most random way, mm-hmm. offhand usage. I think that's also funny, too. Interesting. And if, if, if it's rated R, then you get like unlimited. Oh, yeah. Yeah, of course. But PG-13, you only get one. Interesting. Well, should we have watched this when we were kids? I don't know. No, I, I I wouldn't show it to a kid until they were like, until they like developed a personality to where they could enjoy it. You know, it's so funny. I asked Ami about that. I was like, you know, I was watching Beetlejuice the other day and I was like, I don't know if that's okay for kids. I mean, there's a lot of like bad, like talking, like, you know, Beetlejuice is, he's a sex maniac. He's, it's really inappropriate. And she's like, and you know what she said? She's like, well, I think back then we just we didn't really care. We just kind of let y'all see whatever when y'all were young because we didn't think it made a difference. Oh my god! <laughs> I mean, I can't tell if it did or it didn't at this point. I know. I'm like, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> the, the the things that I may have seen that I don't remember. Yes. God knows what god it was. Knows what? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, what what would you rate this movie? I'd say an eight and a half. Eight and a half. I think it was a job well done, for sure. I think I'm on the same boat as you. It's a great movie. Maybe even a nine. I, I just, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was very sweet, nice little package mm-hmm. of a movie. Perfect for Halloween. Perfect for Halloween and just perfect for, you know, having a good time. Definitely. Having a good time. Having a good time. What are we watching next? We're going to watch something that is near and dear to my heart, and it is Hocus Pocus. Hey, Hocus Pocus, man. That movie is going to be a trip because we definitely watched that as a kid like a million times. 
I'll watch the hell out of that movie. Light some black candles. I don't have any of those, but I might get one just for this movie. Maybe uh, we will get our virginities back. <laughs> Maybe the Sanderson sisters can come. <laughs> I want them to come. Wait, is that, what, is that what they do? What do you mean? Like somebody, like you can... That's the lore. On Halloween night, on All Hallows' Eve, if a virgin lights the black flame candle, then the Sanderson sisters will come upon the earth as part of their curse, right? I mean, yeah, I, I remember that part, but um, I forget if they give you your virginity back. No virginity's ever taken. No, it's not taken or given. No, there's nothing about that in this movie. <laughs> they can give it back to you. It was never taken in the first place. No. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you don't know that. <laughs> Why don't you watch the movie and you'll see for yourself. Oh, man. Okay. All right. Well, that's what we're going to watch next week slash, I don't know. I don't know when you're listening to this, so it could be next episode for you. You, you could just be um, on your train in New York on the tube in London, and you've downloaded the episode, and you're listening to it on your commute to work, however long it is, and it's raining outside, and you're living your best life. Hopefully, you're listening to that in that situation. Say, are people taking trains now in New York? I mean, I don't, I have no idea what's going on in New York as far as the... Oh, is it closed? It could be closed. Probably not, but I don't know. I mean, I have no idea. All I know is that if I was in a subway or something like that, I'd, I guess, I'd, I mean, I'd obviously, I'd hope that everyone else were wearing their masks. What about the tube in London? I hope it'd be the same thing. I mean... Oh, fine. Be sure to wear your masks in the fucking tube, guys. Yeah, just don't spread that shit around. But also, if you're, like, on a drive or in the park, maybe you're, uh, you know, maybe it's late at night. Maybe you're listening to this as you're falling asleep. <laughs> like, you need something to just go to sleep to. I get that, man. I get that. Anyway, that was Lazy Opinion. Thank you for listening so much. Be sure to check out our social medias at The Lazy Opinion. Send us an email about what you thought about uh, Beetlejuice. Did you hate Beetlejuice? Was the fact that he was a sex predator too off-putting for you to enjoy this movie? For some people, it may be. Yeah. Um, let, let us know what you thought. And be sure to check out our website, thelazyopinion.com. We're working on it. It's there. It will be there. If you're listening, I mean, maybe it's there already. You know what I mean? Oh, true. Maybe if they're listening to it, as of this recording. We're talking to people in the future. It's not there yet. This is like a time capsule. It is. We can predict things and maybe they'll happen or maybe they won't. Well, uh, lazyopinion at gmail.com. Send us an email there. All your social medias. Find me at uh, Saeed Essen Anwar. However you spell that. Good luck. Uh, you can find my filmmaking company at Third Person Prod. If you want to find Sana, just reach out to her on the Lazy Opinion stuff because uh, she is technically off the grid, guys. I'm off the grid. Can't find her anywhere on the grid. But if you go off the grid, then you might find her. Yes. So take that as you will. So thanks for, thanks for, I was about to say thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.